We just finished another podcast. This one was with a guest, with Dawn from the Desire to Inspire Foundation. You can find the link to her information or her website, Twitter, and um, her book that we're going to talking about later in the description. You can also find the uh, YouTube channel and Twitter from Flo in the description. That's the music you hear in the background. And I hope you enjoy. So we have another guest. So if you would like to introduce yourself first, then I will just go from there. Uh, my name is Dawn Earhart Witte. I live in Los Angeles. I'm the founder of the Desire to Inspire Foundation, and I, it is my honor to be on today. Thank you. <laughs> I have brought my notebook so I can take notes. Oh, awesome. It's almost awesome to have you here. So let's just talk about your foundation first, like how you started. And it's like, I mean, we talked about it in private. So I guess just that maybe. I mean, you can share whatever you want to share. And if you don't want to share anything, then don't. It's just uh, just talk. Oh, I am totally an open book. Um, you know, I was a stay-at-home mom for many years of my life. Um, my daughters, when they were in college, you know, I was helping to take care of my mother-in-law who was not well at the time. And, and I started asking myself, you know, what do I want to do in the world? You know, now that my children are grown, I don't need to pack their lunches and things like that. And I thought, you know, I've been volunteering for so long. I know so many people doing amazing things in the world. And I just thought, you know, you turn on the news and you see all of these horrendous stories about fires and floods and killings and, you know, death and destruction. And I just thought, you know, I know those things exist in the world, but there are also so many beautiful things. And right. I wanted to share those stories with people just to kind of give another narrative to say, hey, yeah, there are bad things in the world, but look at all this beauty that surrounds us and all these beautiful people. And then I went to Africa mm -hmm. and I met the people there and talk about inspiration. You know, these people were struggling for water, clean water and food on a daily basis. Yet, you know, taking in 67 children and, you know, you don't know how you're going to feed yourself, but you don't say no to a child. Right. And I look at that and I think, well, talk about inspirational. Mm -hmm. You know, these are the stories I need to share. And these are the people that I really want to help because now that I know them and I've seen their challenges, I just can't go back home and say, okay, well, it was really nice to meet you. Right. You want to do more. Mm -hmm. It's always okay. like, I mean, obviously there's, the world is a big place, so there's many things going on that you don't know about. And I think, I mean, I've never been there, but you have been there and like the way you talk about it, it's just a whole nother world, basically, the way they live. But yet, like you said last time, and that's just so true, they are so happy with so little because they see the world way differently. Mm hmm mm hmm and that's part of the inspiration and that's part of the the healing work that i want to help people here do is to recognize how very blessed we are no matter mm. what our challenges you know there is someone in the world that has a challenge that's even more difficult oh definitely yes that's uh, that's definitely true we always get stuck up in our own problems right i mean it's good to fix your own problems but if we just look a little further then we can do a lot for each other i'm here for each other Right. You know, that's how you get through this thing called life. Every every lesson I've learned through a heartache or, you know, a challenge that I've had, I get to share that wisdom with somebody else to help them get through that same hurdle in mm. their life. You know, come out on the other side, you know, not having gone through, you know, the struggles and learning the lessons. Yeah, show them perspectives, right? Just different exactly. perspectives on the same thing, because we always see things differently. And it can really help if you can see how somebody else did something and you're like, oh, wait a minute. So it's actually quite simple. So what else do you do with your foundation then besides that you're, you're helping children? 
We're helping children. I mean, one of the major things is we want to make sure their basic needs are met. Mm. You know, making sure they have access to clean water, making sure they have food. Um, if they have medical situations that come up, which, you know, malaria and things like that is pretty rampant in many of the countries in Africa. So, yeah. you know, making sure that those needs get met and taken care of. And then, but the greater purpose is to let them know that they're loved. Let them know that there is something special and unique that only they can bring to this earth. I mean, that's kind of my message for humanity. Right. It's like, we're all running our own separate race. We are all given our own special skills and talents. And we're here just to help each other be our very best selves. And so I wanna go there and help these children like realize their potential and their dreams. Yeah, it's beautiful you say that because it's like a big orchestra and we're all different instruments, right? And then people try to copy each other, but your instrument is needed and not two of the same. I mean, it might be similar, but it's very beautiful that you uh, And what are your goals? If you like, what, look at, what are your goals? If you look ahead for like a year or five years or like, what, what do you want to do further? Well, my, my overarching, like future, like big, big mm. dream goal is uplift the entire continent so that this is not a situation anymore because there are so many resources there we live in an abundant universe and there is abundance in africa it just needs to get the flow just needs to get fixed and so i want to help make that flow happen and so this year what we would really love to do is build our first sustain a purpose and possibility center and um it will help move mama josephine in busia uganda to a home where the children don't have to sleep five to six children in a bed oh, um yeah. they will have clean water and you know they'll have a safe place because right now they're not very safe but we also in doing this uh, possibility center we want to um, buy bricks made by somebody that lives in the village so that he earns an income hmm. and then what we do is create maybe um, community football games in the community so the kids that live not just in mamas but in all of the village can come and have you know balls to play football with and you know then maybe have some classes and like keep building on that but just uh so hopefully by the end of this year we're hoping that that is built and at least starting to get operational right so that's a big goal for this year and um we were going to have a volunteer trip in October. I really want people to come experience, you know, the magic that I have experienced and uh, meet these beautiful people. Definitely. That's, that, that makes a whole nother impact than hearing someone talk about it, right? I mean, that's oh, also yeah. very beautiful, especially like you, because you've been there. But I think if you actually see it, then you're way more open to, to the idea that life has many different perspectives and not just your own. But that's beautiful that you want to open it. It's like a, do you want to do that in multiple villages then? Like community centers, basically. Yes, yes. We have, we've been doing work in, you know, small amounts of work in different areas, but in five different countries, you okay. know, and not to the, the amount that I want to do, but, you know, we're just making little inroads. Um, mm. I sent you the little book of B. Yes. And we've given out almost 2,500 of those you to know children what? all bring in it five up. different because I was going to bring it up, but I'll be talking about it anyway. Um, I haven't read the whole thing yet. I was like at page 18 and then I was like, you know what, I'll stop. Because I will read someone at the end and then other people can start from the beginning. Because I'll link it in the description as well. Let me just the screen. There we go. 
So what was the idea of the, how it came together, the book? Let's talk about that first, because you were talking about it. Uh, well, you know, I wrote I wrote my first book called B, uh, and right before I went to Africa the first time. And it was, it's about seven words that if we all could choose to be those words, we would live our into our highest and greatest good and live our happiest lives, you know, full of purpose and meaning. And I thought, you know, I want to really give the children something, you know, I can't bring a stuffed animal, but like something like leave my heart with them. Yes. So we wrote a of this little book, uh, seven of my friends got together and we wrote um, a little story, messages to each of the, to the children for each one of my words. And I gave out almost 2,500 copies of these. And again, it was just like our little token of love and to make sure that they knew that they were special and unique and um, that they were loved. It is a really loving book. Uh, like it is very inspirational. I can imagine if you're living in a place like that, it'd be even more so. And I can also see why you were like, we have the same downloads and stuff like that. Because it is very similar indeed. But it's also, I think, because yeah. like when you get down to it, really, it is just all about love and gratitude and forgiveness and just being joyful with life and not about hate and all the other stuff. So let's just read a little yeah, judgment. Right, judgment, that too. If you want others to be happy, mm -hmm. practice compassion. If you want to be happy, practice compassion. Hello, my bright and radiant friend. I want you to know that you are a gift. Your smile has the power to change the world, and your joy is a gift for all who receive it. I encourage you to be happy and carry your happiness with you like the sun. The night may, may descend on the plains, but your happiness will shine like the dawn and light, and light a path for you and for others. The cold months may come, but your happiness will keep you warm and your friends will share in your laughter. Your happiness will be a light in the darkness and warmth in the winter. I see a radiance shining from up from afar, and I know that you will cherish it and let it shine anew each day. You, my dear friend, are a carrier of the sun. Your happiness is a gift. Tina Cooper. Mm. That's lovely. Right? I know. She, she's a beautiful woman. Yeah, it's a very inspirational little book. And I would like to read more, but let's just talk about it instead, so people can download it themselves and just read it. Because I think that's that's better, right? But mm -hmm. did you say this mm -hmm. one too? Because I only got one. Did I say what? That you sent two? two books? No, there's I oh, I, I, I wrote my book. See, this is okay, so this is my book. I had just written this book right right before I went to Africa for the first time. And I couldn't very well bring like hundreds of this book <laughs> with me because you know, I was going for a month and I had big suitcases already. So mm. we decided to make the small book, mm. which is what you have. Right. Yeah, and that one yes. just completely gave it away. I've never, I would never charge anybody for that. That is just a token of love. It is very beautiful. So like basically what you're saying is that this small one that people can read is like an introduction to your bigger book, which people can buy. Yeah, but it was it was the opposite way. It around. was the opposite <laughs> way, but now it's kind of like that because they're gonna read that first, I guess. Unless they've already read your book. So your bigger book, what is that about then? It is. They're just quotes. Um, I, I literally wrote it. I started writing these quotes 
um, for my daughters, you know, mm. things that I wanted them to think or understand about life, like the importance of love, the importance of being grateful for everything we have, you know, not focusing on the things that we don't have, but focusing on all the beauty that we do have, um, you know, about being strong, you know, getting up and res being resilient every time, you know, you fall down or you make a mistake or something, you know, life throws something at you, you know, get back up and go, um, mm. you know, how important being kind is. You know, kindness is a currency greater than money. The same with love and, um, you know, being genuine, being authentic and truly yourself, you know, not trying to please somebody by changing who you are. And um, so I wrote these quotes and I really, I started writing it for them. But then I thought, you know, I think that this is pretty, this is good. These are good words to share with the world. Right. So that's why I wrote that. And then that led me to write the little gift for the children. And I want to, that's why I made it available. It's available, the download on my website mm -hmm. for free to anybody. Cause I just want people just to realize that they are here. They are special, whether you're a child or an adult, you have something to bring to this world. Definitely. What was your website again? Cause like my brain is just not with names. It's okay. It's desire to inspire foundation.org. Well, there you go. It will also be in the description, but for people who only listen, I think the description is a bit weird. So, <laughs> so that's your foundation. And um, what do you do? You do other stuff, or is that everything you do? Um, I write. Um, I speak, and I also created a, a shopping website hmm. because you know I've been in fundraising forever as a volunteer, you know, just constantly raising funds for PTA, for soccer, for all kinds of different organizations. And I just thought, you know, I want to create something where I don't have to ask necessarily for a donation, but provide a product for mm. somebody. So we created the Beeline products to share the seven words with people with unique, you know, inspiring, you know, pillows and t-shirts and um, sweatshirts, things like that, but to help raise money to support the efforts of the, the foundation. Oh, right, right. That's also beautiful. Yeah, I think you shared a, what was it, a purse or something? Last uh, time on Twitter. Mm, right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I see what you what you mean though. It's it feels better as well if you give them a product instead of just getting money. Even though sometimes you do a free product and they donate, and it's still like, you know. Yeah, you know, I mean, I studied life coaching and one of the things we learn is that one of the universal principles is the law of reciprocity. Hmm. And, you know, for transactions to be to, to be the most beneficial, to have the most energy behind it, the giving receiving flow should be in alignment. Yeah. And so that, that feels better in my soul to be able to do that and to sell people something. So when they look at this cute pillow or these beautiful photos that are taken by, you know, um, my friend Davis, who's a photographer in Kenya, up and coming photographer, you know, people can say me buying this product, I just supported, you know, children in Africa or children in Kenya or wherever we are currently doing our work. Exactly. And it also feeds energy again. Like if we really want to go deep, then that is indeed yes. only more positive and better for your whole foundation overall. So you do everything with the foundation, uh, nonprofit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that's my heart, my soul, my passion. I want to uplift people wherever I go. And children are my favorite because, you know, they're the innocents. They didn't ask to be put here. And it is our responsibility or our, it's our honor and our privilege. My, my friend taught me the difference between saying it's our responsibility, it's our <laughs> duty. 
said, no, you get to do this. And yeah. it finally came to my head. Like I get to do this work in the world. There's nothing that could bring me more joy. So it is my adventure and my privilege. Your passion, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you, uh, I mean, we kind of have the similar vision for what we want the world to be. But currently, we both know it's not, not exactly like that. So how, if you go about your life now, see that, or how do you deal with that? You know, I just keep, yeah, uh, what we, I learned, you know, you do what you can from where you are with what you have, you know, and every single thing I'm trying to do, I, I keep reminding myself of that. You know, I know what the vision is, what the dream is. I don't know all the steps. Just, we talked when we had a personal conversation about how the path start showing up in front of you. Sometimes you don't know what the path looks like. You just know what the destination is. So start doing the scary things. You don't always have to have the answers, but just put one foot in front of the other, take baby steps. And, you know, eventually things will start coming into fruition to help you in, you know, reach your goal. Yeah, for sure. And then destination is also such a, like it is a destination, but also not really, because you never stop, right? Right. You're never going to actually do You don't thing really arrive anywhere, actually. You just keep... It's like, the journey. Yeah. The endless journey. Wow, that sounds really depressing. <laughs> the endless journey. I mean, there is an end, I but, guess, when you get back to source, but... But if you think it's an adventure and a privilege, then it's like, oh, well, I get to do this journey. So right? it's a happy journey. And then it's so much fun. And a lot it of is. people hold on to stuff. And then it's not fun because then you keep it dragging it with you, but you're still going. So then I don't think you really do that. Yeah, I think we want to know what it's supposed to look like right? or how it's supposed to happen. Like our, our mental, physical minds need that. Right. And sometimes, oftentimes that that's not how it works. It's how you have to go by faith, listen to your soul and listen to the hints and just start taking those steps. Yeah, that's also what we talked about last time. And that you you think very similar in that it's not also linear and rigid as that the mind thinks it is. But you can just go from A to Z without having to do everything in between if you just let the universe figure it out. But the, the mind does not mm-hmm. like that, right? <clears throat> well, sometimes look at how much angst we create for ourselves when we think it's supposed to look this way oh, yeah. or it's supposed to be a certain way and then doesn't go according to plan and then we you know cause ourselves anxiety and worry and stress and it's like you know if you go with the flow and you just kind of when you have the faith and you believe you know there's a bigger plan i don't know all the details of the plan you know and just have faith that it's going to work out the way it's supposed to it makes the journey so much nicer it really does yeah so if you flow how how do you go about that because like the podcast is kind of like uh like we tweet a lot and we talk about and blah 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 but it's also woo woo and people really struggle with actually doing these things in their lives like i'm just tweeting what i'm doing really and how i see the world so we flow but i use things like numerology and like you use things you see to flow right so how do you go about flowing because we all use different it's all relative to the observer right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I I borrow upon a lot of my different beliefs. You know, I've studied shamanism. I've studied life coaching. You know, I know a little about Christianity, a little bit about Buddhism. I'm not a scholar in any one of those areas. (laughs) You know, I I kind of have put together 
my view of what those look like. And, you know, I just always it's believing, believing, you know, I, I remember learning about the Kashuk records. Oh, yeah. And the dark people also, they believe that, you know, we signed a soul contract. So our fate, our destiny was already, you know, written before we even got here. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but they also believe that we were put here. We signed the soul contract to say we agree to this life that we are going to experience in this lifetime right yes and we signed the school contract mm -hmm. so i'm like okay i just believe that i'm here at this time for whatever reason in this situation you know for a purpose yeah well we can talk about that because a lot of people are really uh it sounds so negative right the soul contract and also so rigid because people are like okay so before i came here i wrote my whole story down and that's how it's going to happen and there's no way out nothing and it's not like you have free wills when you come here yeah. so even though you signed the contract it's basically no the moment you got born because you have free will so yes the contract's there but you can do whatever you want on this planet and besides that the contract is like it's like water it's very fluid it constantly changes and you i was can... just thinking that <laughs> hey, we're, on the, we're on the same line then like i think that there are certain souls that we're supposed to encounter. I don't think the contract is essentially like you do this, 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 and this, and this is the only way it's gonna be. You know, there are junctures and different, you know, journeys that we take and it flows, just like you were saying. But I think that part of the soul contract is we're here to live certain experiences and yeah. learn certain lessons. Mm -hmm. And however those, you know, and again, I don't know, I would say I 100% believe in that, you know, view of the world, but I think it's an interesting way to look at it. Well, it's kind of, if you look at it like that, you could explain a little bit more so why it should be like, or would be like that, is because you are not this, but you are a soul. So your soul is playing this game as this avatar. And it's all very real and whatnot, but actually not. And that's the same there. If you would be there as your soul now, it would just look like this, just as real not the same with houses and stuff like that but just as real because it's not about what is real or not but it's about different aspects of you experiencing different things so a higher aspect of you plans out sort of what your lower aspect is going to do because it has a higher perspective but what you said is true it's not very rigid there are certain things like people or souls you are supposed to meet so you will eventually unless you do everything to stop it you can but how you get there doesn't matter that's up to you and what you said certain lessons it's like you have multiple contracts right with certain souls and things like that like who's going to be your father and mother and who's going to be your uncle and who who you're going to be with in high school stuff like that but then forgiveness happiness and kindness comes in from your book because to nullify those contracts if the other party is not helping is through forgiveness even if they don't deserve it. And that was also in that book. And that's how you get rid of karma. People think they have to fix the other person or the whole situation, but you have to fix your side of the contract. And if the other side is not willing to help and only making things worse, you can just say, okay, the contract's done. And a lot of people think that when that happens, they are still stuck in contracts or karma or whatever it is even though they are just keeping themselves there ah yes absolutely absolutely and what is it it's like a revenge is like a drinking poison and expecting the other person to die <laughs> i mean when we are hating on somebody when we are 
sending out negative, you know, we're angry at them, we're mad at them, you know, that's only robbing us of our peace. And it's, it's throwing off our energy, our vibration, our frequency. So we can't expect anything good to come to us if we're sitting there in that mindset, in that, you know, energy space. No, because what you send out is what you get back, right? Yeah. And being angry, like, yeah, you don't really bother the other person if you, if you are angry. You can yeah, somehow. You're allowing, them, Sorry? you're allowing them to control you. Yeah, exactly. Them. They're living yeah. in your head rent-free. I don't know oh, who said that. Somebody said that. So it was not mine, but it's so true. They are just so sitting in your head. And if they're sitting in your head, then... Yeah, I mean... But it's not just with people, though. It can also be with, like, certain certain like energies they are not necessarily entities like us but they are like um, uh, electromagnetic cloud you have sometimes mm. that you can't really think right it's like foggy maybe it doesn't happen as often, often. it can it can happen sometimes it's kind of like that and sometimes if people aren't really aware of themselves or what they do with their minds or people are living rent free in there it can also just be like just an, uh, a concept of a thought form which is like a certain vibration so like negative or positive could be positive as well and that feeds on them mm. so it's not even another person it's just them versus them and they've created some kind of energy cloud in their heads and yeah mm. can get all kinds of yeah. weird stuff from that yeah and then that takes a physical toll on your body as well so you're not just, you know, sad, depressed, miserable, angry, hurt, whatever, but like your, your body starts producing all kinds of, you know, um, not adrenaline. What are the words? Uh, what's yeah, oh. I mean, you know, the word <laughs> <laughs> stress hormones. What was it? Hormones, 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 those kind of things that start like coming in your body and then the muscles tense, lactic acid, things like that start building up and, you know, it causes long-term effects when you're constantly in angst, you get out of balance. Mm -hmm. Definitely, yeah. I mean, uh, basically, we're just drugging ourselves constantly with the brain, like dopamine and stuff like that, and uh, DMT with the lungs, but also in your pineal gland. Like, everything is not out there, it's in here. Mm -hmm. I mean, the signal is all light, so it comes in, but as soon as it comes in, it just gets registered by your eyes. And then it's not out there anymore, and it's not even the light anymore. Then it's whatever it was, the signal, but that gets created in the back of your head. Just but that's our connection it. yeah it is it? but it's not out there right so right. if you realize that it's in here then you realize that whatever you fix in here has to be reflected out there right yeah that's that was like one of the hardest concepts to kind of you know wrap your head around like really how much more like all we have control over is who we choose to be but when you understand how very powerful that is, it changes your world. Definitely, yeah. It's a hard lesson though. Because you, you mm. cannot control what somebody else does, but only your own actions, like you say. But did you did you always notice? Or did you at a certain point realize like, hey, wait a minute, I'm I could flip the whole thing around and it will work better? Now, I think I shared with you, you know, again, this is I'm still learning. I'm not perfect, right? I'm I'm still As like trying do. to get there. But um, when I was on Recuperate Wharf a couple years ago, 
I was there to clean up their wharf. I spent a lot of money to get there. I was so happy to be there because I love these girls. Um, I had moved my girls out of that wharf area, Mm. you know, to a house where they all had beds. But I wanted to go back to the wharf and clean it up for the people that still live there because there were a whole lot of people, little other little children that lived there. And we went and the whole community closes down because they have a community cleanup every Saturday. So the roads are blocked. So we have and all the stores have to close down. So we had to leave really, really early mm. and was tired and hungry and thirsty and dirty. And um, we had run out of the money and the biscuits. We were handing out some cookies to people who were helping us. And this one woman had come and she started yelling at us saying that she didn't get any of the money and she didn't get any of the biscuits. And I'd seen her earlier and she wasn't doing any cleaning up. She was just yelling at other people earlier. But as she's sitting there yelling at me, I was thinking, oh my gosh, are you kidding? Like, I came all this way to help your community and you're yelling at me. And then I thought, Dawn, instead of saying, are you kidding? I said, you know what? I'm here for love and kindness. So I just, I hugged her. I told her I was sorry that we had run out of the biscuits and the money. And then I walked away because I was like, you know what? I am not letting her be mean, her being mean to me make me lose sight of why I'm even here. Exactly. It's very contagious though if somebody does that. Like you kind of you want to do it back, right? But when you when you decide to respond versus react, you have much more control over how you behave and respond. Definitely. A lot of people struggle with that though because to do that you have to observe instead of identify. So how yeah. I was talking about that yesterday I think in another podcast and then somebody was like uh, because I realized as I was talking that observing is in the beginning is quite hard to actually just observe. So how would you go about explaining observing in your way? Uh, really, the the only way I was able to do that is you know listening. I let I listened her to what she had to say instead of interrupting and saying, "Wait a minute, wait." I let her speak, and then I kept saying, "Dawn, you are here for love and kindness." You are here for love and kindness. And when love and kindness is your highest and greatest good, that's my highest and greatest currency. I'd said, you know what, what would love and kindness do? It would not yell at her. It would not respond or react to her. It would, you know, treat her with love and kindness, which is what I tried to do. And, but I didn't allow her to keep yelling at me, you know, because that I don't, I'm not a doormat. (laughs) I was just going to say that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you don't allow people to beat you up, but you you stay speak your peace. But again, love and kindness—that's what I keep. It's like seriously a mantra in my head. <laughs> I mean, that does help to just repeat something to yourself, especially in the beginning with all these things, because like we're not robots, but our subconscious does the most of our whatever we do. So if you just keep repeating something in your head, like every now and then, then you automatically follow that vibration more, right? Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, just it's a matter of reminding yourself of who you choose to be, not who they are, because you have no control over that. No, exactly. Do you have like um, spiritual practices you do or, or things to make you like, I don't know, a special morning routine from which you're like, oh, that's just if I do that, the whole day is going to be perfect. Or are you not that kind of person? I'm not really. Yeah, I'm not really good with routines. You know, sometimes I'll meditate. I, I have to remind myself, you know, do that. Yeah. Um, but I'm always grateful. Mm. You know, I feel like I'm always in 
in conversation with source or in my inner, you know, whatever it is, I'm always grateful. I think being grateful is one of the things that I always try to remind myself, you know, do not forget you are breathing. There is a beautiful sky above you, no matter what clouds or storms are happening around you. Yep. You know, you have breath in your body, you have love in your life. Yeah, gratitude is very important. It's funny that you also don't really have that though, because I don't either. And I talk to other people who really just flow through their lives and not really like try to be too rigid with things. They all don't really seem to have routines. You have certain like, um, what would you call them, rituals maybe? Like if you would like clean your house and like uh, with sage and stuff like that. Like we have rituals, but mm -hmm. none of us really seem to have like a set routine because if you have a set routine, Set, let's say every Monday this day and that uh, time then you can't flow right because when that time arrives and maybe something else wants to flow and then you don't really feel like then you're like wait what am I gonna do now because my routine but my flow yeah you know and I think everybody has their own way and I think that's again one of the most beautiful things you know that I want to tell people is there is no wrong way no you know it's, it's whatever works for you what fits into your heart and your soul you know, and we, I think we spend so much time saying, no, 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 you're doing it wrong. That's not how you do it. Or that's not the, the book you're supposed to li listen to. Or, you know, that's not the way you pray. And it's like, no, it's personal. It Our is. relationship with God, the universe source, you know, Buddha, whatever you want to call it, you know, that's our own personal path. Definitely. And then it also comes down to like not forcing your beliefs upon someone, but like helping someone find their own inner presence and like go with that many people see someone mm -hmm. talking like you or me and they're like oh i want that too so i'm gonna do exactly what they are doing but that's not what we're trying to tell them we're trying to tell them that like whatever you think and feel that it's good for you to do that is what you need to follow because that's what we are doing mm -hmm. but it's hard in the beginning because you also have an ego and in in the beginning the ego has a lot of ideas but you can feel that those are not coming from the same place as the other ones. They are coming from your heart. If you follow those, then you will kind of be like us, because we are just doing what we enjoy to do, and that's why you are so happy. Not because you follow someone's practice, which can be really helpful, but yes. always apply your own like little fluent, like the facade to it, or no, no, that's the front. Little touch, your own touch. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, think about society. We are, when we are born, you know, we, there, you think that you're supposed to do life this way. You know, you're supposed to go to school, like, you know, sixth through, you know, kindergarten through this grade, and then you go to high school, and then you go to college, then you get a job, then you get married, then you have kids. You know, there's this thing that people believe that this is the only way to do it, you know, and, and I just want people to say, you know what, there are a lot of different paths, and no one path is the right path for everybody, mm. and follow that inside intuition and the things that like call to your soul, the things that make you happy that you could just talk about, like you would research forever just because you want to find out more and learn more. Those are the things that are those hints yeah. that start telling you what your path and your purpose is. Definitely. And also they come back in different expressions, right? Like you do something yes. and then you stop with that, you go do something else, but like the overlying thing is kind of similar. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and sometimes it's built up over years. Mm. You know, you don't always have the answer right away. Sometimes the hints don't, you don't finally figure, put the pieces all together until you're ready for it. But your soul was always dropping those little hints. 
so it that was. when you were ready, you were like, ah, oh, now I get it. Yeah, and then oftentimes, indeed, if you see it too soon, then you're gonna work against it, right? So you... Or you're not ready for it. Yeah, Maybe exactly. Maybe you're not in your life where you could do it. Maybe you're not mentally, spiritually, you know, whatever, ready to take it. So I feel like you'll know when you're supposed to know. Yeah, it's important to let it flow. Yes, and be open to listening. Definitely, yeah. Because we always like to ask so many questions, but we never listen to the answers. Mm, yeah, yeah. And then other thing is, you know, we have the voices that come, like the inner guidance, but then we also have that self-talk sometimes <laughs> yeah. that sabotages the inner talk. And we have to learn, you know, I think I learned, I said, you know, my, my inner talk would be kind of mean, um, you know, telling me I didn't know what I was doing or whatever. And I just remember thinking, you would never speak to your children that way. Why do you speak to yourself that way? Mm. And since then I started, you know, maybe not talking so mean to myself. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> yeah. I think it was the Japanese who was saying on that, that your inner warrior is always listening. So if you talk shit about yourself, then you, you know, it works the same way as if you would do it to somebody else. You know you're not making them feel good. So, or if someone else does it to you better, because you know how that feels. That's literally what you're doing, but you're not feeling it because it's to your inner child, but you, your soul feels it. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of us do that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I do that too still. We're not even Sometimes here. I'm also doubting and stuff like that. And you instantly notice that everything doesn't flow good anymore because you're just... It's pretty hard sometimes not to. Yeah, we have to, you know, we have to cut our, again, think about the person you love the most in your whole life, you know, would you speak to them the way you speak to yourself? And I think that that's like a really good test for me to say, mm, don't. <laughs> Stop I'm... telling yourself to knock it off. <laughs> you know, have some compassion. Yeah, a little empathy towards yourself goes a long way. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. Mm. Shall we round it off this time and next time maybe pre pre prepare a topic or something? If you want hey, to come I'm, next time. I'll, I'll talk to you anytime. I tell you, I feel like it's it's a class when I get to talk to you. <laughs> it's always like a fun. master class. <laughs> <laughs> master class. Yeah, this was more of an introduction for you though. I mean, so people can find you as well. But I have to go, so no, can't I... make it much longer. But it was fun. It always is. Definitely. So thank you so much for coming, and. Uh, it was my I'll stop the recording now, so thank you for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time.